Everyone knows we are well into the season of Lent already. We have just, today's the conclusion of the first full week of Lent. Tomorrow's already the second Sunday of Lent. So we know the, we know the Lenten journey, and we know that there are things we should be doing when we have started to do them, or at least applied ourselves, prayer, fasting, almsgiving, fighting against temptation. We know that we're in a journey in the desert. We know that we're climbing a mountain. We know that we're in this project of conversion and preparation for Easter. I hope even yung mga bata alam nila din. Itong kwaresma at kwaresma ay para sa ano? Para sa lahat. Repentance. We're all called to repentance, to renewal. Now, if you look at the readings of today's liturgy, probably what would stand out, at least it stands out to me and probably to most people, are these very strong statements of Jesus that we are called to love not only our neighbors and our brothers and our sisters and our friends, but we are called to love also our enemies and to pray for those who persecute us. And then at the very end, Jesus says, so be perfect just as your heavenly Father is perfect. So we see, oh, this project is a lot more difficult than we might have thought on Ash Wednesday. It's one thing to pray and to fast and to give alms. It's another thing to love your enemies and to be perfect as God is perfect. Then in the first reading we see Moses telling the people, to follow all the commandments and the statutes and the decrees of the Lord. So there's a lot to be done. And it's true. Lent is a time to do and, and do more and to focus on doing more and doing better. The danger is that we might start to think of Lent as only what we do. As if it's our project, and we are making ourselves better, or making ourselves holy. There is a lot for us to do, but that misses the central action of Lent, which is what God is doing. And that's what I like to reflect on a little bit today, what we're doing and what God is doing. And today's theme, which is on your song sheets, brings this out a little bit, what God is doing. God says, you will be a people sacred to the Lord your God. This is God's plan for us. So God doesn't have in mind just all the things we're going to do. He has in mind what he wants to do, what he wants to accomplish in us. Let's go back to the idea of what we're doing and the, the challenge of Lent. It's important to face the challenge. And I, I hope you have been striving to, to do better in Lent. And, and probably you have also recognized that you haven't done everything that you decided to do on Ash Wednesday. By this time, you have forgotten some of the disciplines or you have not fulfilled your, your original plan or you just forgot to give up what you were going to give up. Okay, that's because we're weak and we're in works in progress. But then when we get to today's gospel and we hear Jesus say, love your enemies, 
we realize even if we try as hard as we can, even, even if we do everything we possibly can, the standard that God sets before us is beyond our reach. I've been thinking a lot about the war in Ukraine because today is the second anniversary of the invasion, Russian invasion of Ukraine. So two full years now that war has dragged on. I saw one uh, charity organization said they've been 730 days doing the Stations of the Cross. 730 days, two full years. You, you know that story, when the Russians invaded eastern Ukraine, it was, a, it was a shock to the world, and it was also a major disruption to the people. More than 10 million people left their homes. They fled, thinking that the Russians were going to move through the country. Now, most of those people have actually gone back home, because the war didn't advance the way everyone thought it would. The Ukrainians were able to put up a very good defense, but still, the lives of millions of people are disrupted, and the lives of tens of thousands of people have ended by, by the atrocities of the war on both sides. So if you say to a Ukrainian or to a Russian, love your enemies, what do you think they would say to you? What? What? I'm supposed to love these people who are invading me and, and, and blowing up my house and driving my family into exile? I'm supposed to love them? Or if you want to use the other terrible war that's always in the news, the war in Gaza, you expect the Israelis to love the Hamas terrorists who, who killed them and raped the women and kidnapped the children and and still have a hundred hostages, now months on? Or you expect the people of Gaza to love the Israeli army coming in and blowing up their schools and hospitals? What is this? And they say, what are you talking about? Now, I'm, I'm deliberately bringing up the most difficult cases just to show how challenging this command of Jesus is. In fact, to show how impossible it is. We can't love our enemies. Because if we loved them, we wouldn't even think of them as enemies. Or it would be hard to do both, to say, this is my enemy and I love him. But this is what Jesus says. Now, when we talk about love of enemies, we're not talking about just letting people invade us and, and, and you know, kill us and blow up our houses. We're not talking about giving in to evil or giving up on, on legitimate self-defense. That's not what love of enemies is all about. But it is... It is taking God's view of the other person and making it our own. And that we cannot do on our own. We cannot be perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect on our own. Well then, what are we supposed to do? Give up? No. We're supposed to rely on a power that does not come only from us. It comes from God. Lent is, yes, a lot that we do, a lot that we strive to do and improve. But it is even more opening ourselves to the power of God at work in us. 
Why do we pray? So that we can have a better connection with God. Not so that we can tell God what to do. Why do we fast? So that we can free ourselves from our attachments and our, our, our unruly desires so that God's plan can take place in us. Why do we give alms? Why do we love? Because that's what God does. And that's what he made us for. That brings us to the theme today. You will be a people sacred to the Lord your God. Now this comes out in today's first reading. <clears throat> Moses says, okay, here's all these things that you should do. Do this and this and this. Observe the commandments, observe the statutes, decrees, hearken to the voice of the Lord. Okay, we say, okay, okay, we got all these assignments. But then the Lord says, if you do this, then the Lord will raise you high in praise and renown and glory above all other nations he has made, and you will be a people sacred to the Lord your God as he promised. You see what he's doing here? He's saying, if you cooperate with God, he will do more for you. If, if you open yourself to the power of God, he's the one who will raise you up. If you allow yourself to be blessed, you will be blessed. You can see this cooperation with God throughout all the scriptures, the whole Bible. Just think of the story of the chosen people when they were in Egypt, This is, and, and they were on their way to the promised land. This is the image that we follow in Lent because they spent 40 years in the desert, right? Just like we're spending 40 days in the desert of Lent. Well, who saved the people from Egypt? God did, of course. Who parted the Red Sea? God did, of course. But the people still had to walk through the Red Sea. They still had to walk through the desert. They had to do their part. God didn't force them out of Egypt. When the people were complaining that they had no food, they said, we have no food, we're going to starve here in the desert. And what did God do? He provided the manna, the manna, food from heaven, provided every single day. But the people still had to go out and pick up the food. They still had to go out and gather it and prepare it and eat it. So God provided, God saved, but the people had to do their part. And, the, and this, this process of collabor collaboration with God or cooperation with God is everywhere in the scriptures. And that's what I'm focusing on for our reflection today. The theme is, you will be a people sacred to the Lord your God. Well, we're already sacred to the Lord. We're, he already loves us. He's already doing everything he can for us. The question is, are we responding to his love? Are we responding to his good commands, his guidance, his, his wisdom about what not to do and what to do? Because if we're not, well then... We're the ones blocking the process of our own transformation. And that's a shame. So Lent is, I'll say it again, it's about what we're doing. Yes, we're praying, we're fasting, we're giving out. Yes, we're striving to grow in holiness. But we're not the main actors here. We are responding to an extraordinary gift of God, an extraordinary love of God. And he's the one who wants us to be holy more than we could ever possibly want it. He understands that lofty goal he has for us more than we can understand it. 
Now we're going to get a glimpse of this tomorrow. I'll give you a little preview because tomorrow we go up the mountain of the transfiguration and we see Jesus shining with glory. Why does Jesus show us that? Well, yes, he shows us himself and, and his real identity and his power over death. But he's also showing us ourselves. Because God wants us to shine with glory too. He has, he has this great plan for us, which we can't see and can't understand. Only, only in glimpses. But let us put our trust in the Lord. Let us accept his guidance so that his plan can come to fulfillment in us. Then you will be a people sacred to the Lord your God.